is Worst Show Ever. I'm CJ Boyd. I'm here with Lindsay Chief. And we are at a diner called the Welcome Diner in Tucson, Arizona. Uh, Lindsay just moved here. We're going to talk about her Worst Show Ever. A little bit of context. I'm trying to remember when we met. Oh, we met, I think we met in Murfreesboro at the Adrian Orange Show. It was, yeah. I can't remember when, when? that was. 2006. 2006. There you go. Yeah. Okay. You remember better than I do. And you were in Lake. Yep. And Lake and Adrian Orange had done a tour together. Yep. It was our first tour, in fact. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the Lake portion had ended, if I remember. Mm-hmm. And you stayed on traveling with right. Adrian Orange. I did. Yep. And we played a house show. I can't remember if it was Murfreesboro or Nashville, but it was one of those. I think we played sure. both places. I can't. I think I saw you at both. Actually. Okay. That might be right. Although I might have only played one of them, and then I think that's right. You played Murfreesboro. The other one? Okay. And then we, I just saw you in Nashville. I can't believe I'm remembering this right now. Yeah. <laughs> I well, I I so have long. certain really distinct memories of that show because I remember that Adrian didn't have a drummer because he had been using was it Andrew? Had, yes. had Andrew been playing drums with him? Yes. And he just let. He was like, "Is there anybody in the room that wants to play oh, drums?" That's right. For this oh show. Oh my gosh, was that and in Nashville? I feel like it was. I think it was in Nashville. In the basement of that record store. Like Grimey's? Yeah. I think okay. so. But yeah, so that that <laughs> I don't think I had seen that before. Uh huh. Did somebody was just like, "Who wants to play Come drums?" Up. Somebody I can remember, play drums, right? I remember <laughs> being that audience member at shows where people offered okay. for someone in the audience to be the drummer and I that was before I was like a drummer drummer okay. and I would always kind of like get really excited and nervous and be like maybe I'll raise my hand but then they'd always pick some dude okay you know because I didn't raise my hand but now, but so that I didn't see like <laughs> that, was kind that of thing. tour okay so like were you drumming then I was I was okay. drumming for Lake and Adrian it was kind of the same thing with Adrian's band like Andrew and I were taking turns drumming, or okay. like drumming kind of in tandem for his songs. Okay, so that actually changes it a bit for me, because he knew that you you had been drumming for him. I had, but I think that I was doing something else. I remember that show, and maybe I was playing like bass or something. I don't remember. Maybe I, or maybe he yeah, I played. Was I on stage? I don't actually remember now. I don't think so. Only because I. I didn't know about Lake before that, or I maybe yeah. heard of you, I can't remember, but I I at first thought, like, when you, when I met you and Adrian, I didn't have any musical context for you, mm-hmm. and then, like, later found out about Lake and was like, oh, you're in that band, that band's cool. Like, <laughs> so I think initially, and this is where my memory's a little bit fuzzy, but I think you guys told me that you had just gotten married. Yeah, we... <laughs> Is that true? (laughs) Okay. We were like uh, crazy in love, like Uh um, just like road love. Road love. (laughs) And I had never experienced anything like that before. How old were you? I was I was like twenty eight or something. Not that young. Okay. But I. But that was your first. Was that that your first tour or just? That was my first tour, and the world just felt so like wide open and. um, Right. And new, and I was so in the moment, you yeah. know, and like um, kind of just high on the whole experience. Sure. And like um, Adrian and I fell in love, and then um, it was weird and dramatic. And now I remember um, hearing that <laughs> and thinking, being having just been married might mean that like 
one of you performed at the ceremony or the both of you performed the ceremony. Yeah, well, what we were going like, to do at the time, we were going to like just get married somewhere like at a courthouse or something. Yeah. But then we found out that um, all of the places required you to have a license for a couple of days and we were not going to be in any places long enough. Okay. So in our like love craze, yeah. we just ascended a hill on a beautiful day. Okay, maybe you told me this. And just did a little like thing for ourselves. Okay, I think maybe you told me that or maybe yeah. that just sounded more like what was likely on tour, like getting yeah. married on tour. Yeah. I don't know, I can't remember for sure. But I remember thinking like, I wonder what that means for Yeah, them. what does that really mean? And I'm really glad that we didn't legally do it because that would have been a lot more complicated. We broke up really quickly after really when we got home. Yeah. Because yeah. it just wasn't the same anymore. It was right. like, oh, it's real different. life now. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that we just had a like more of a spiritual yeah. ceremony. But I never think to myself, I'm divorced. I got married. You know what I mean? Right, like right. that was just like a thing I did when I was right. Because legally, young, you don't have to young. deal with it. <laughs> you don't have to deal with it when it's you right. guys on a hill. It just faded out. Yeah, it's just we like didn't have well, to deal with we're we're divorced now. I mean, I was really heartbroken, but yeah, what a weird thing. <laughs> I'm kind of like a late bloomer okay. in life, and so I feel like that's something that I that maybe like most people would have done when they're like 19 or something but I just I don't know got carried away I did do a really similar thing <laughs> not quite not the same actually I almost got married I was 22 it was to one of my best friends with whom I was not romantic at all mm-hmm. but we were traveling together we were just on a road trip mm-hmm. we are driving from Washington to Florida and we stopped through Las Vegas actually we were going through the Grand Canyon and she said, hey, are we going to be near Las Vegas? And I was like, yeah, kind of. She said, can we stop through? And I, like, I really hate Las Vegas. I'd rather not. I mean, uh-huh. if you really want to, we can. But it's definitely not my vote. Like, we're planning on going to Grand Canyon and the Redwoods and Big Sur and seeing all this awesome stuff. And I, yeah. Las Vegas, Vegas is not no. on my list. And she was like, I've just never seen it. I feel like I should at least see it. And I think I was still pushing back a little bit, like... It just, it, the city's so gross. You get out of the car, there's just like a film of greed and <laughs> stuff on you. And she's like, oh, I don't want to get out of the car. I just literally just like want to drive down the strip and see the spectacle of Las Vegas. So it's like, that's reasonable. I can compromise. Of course, of course you should be able to see that. Yeah. That's the deal. We will go to Las Vegas, which is a bit of a detour, but we won't get out of the car. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, I'm on board. So we drive there, and we're driving down the strip, and this is like probably like 2001, and I had never heard of a drive-through chapel. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Uh-huh. And we both were like, holy shit. We've agreed not to get out of this car. We could nonetheless leave Las Vegas married, <laughs> having not stepped foot out of this car. And both of us were like also not young in love, but just like love, just in love with life or whatever. Yeah. And we're like, we should totally do that. <laughs> and so we drove through and same thing. The guy was like, cool, where's your marriage license? I'm like, yeah. is there a drive through place for the marriage license? He's like, no, you have to get out of the car for that. It's like, well, that's a deal breaker for us. We have already agreed not to remove ourselves from the vehicle, so yeah. I guess we won't get married. Again, probably best that we yeah. didn't do that. Yeah. She's still one of my best friends. Yeah. She's actually married to another one of my best friends. Uh-huh. They have two kids together. Uh-huh. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world right. if we had to like officially go through a divorce, yeah. but... 
it'd be a pain in the ass that we don't yeah, need. It's probably some as, money. Just as, Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's the other thing. Her family is exceptionally wealthy, uh-huh. and I think her dad would have had me shot. Oh, I yeah. Mean, <laughs> like, we probably would have thought it was some, like, sinister move right. on my part yeah, to, like, yeah, yeah. get her money, and uh-huh. I... It was just a dumb, whimsical thing uh-huh. that we were like, we're Las Vegas. It's crazy how easy it can be to get married and then what that actually might entail. Yeah. Yeah. So that was your first tour. Yeah. How many tours did you end up doing oh with Lake? Oh my gosh. Um, hard to say, I guess. I was with the band for about seven years. Okay. Um, we probably did like between big tours and mini tours. We probably did three or four a year, I would guess. That's fair. I'm just curious. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wish I had counted them up. It's been a little while. You, you yeah. quit the band. I quit so I could go to school. Yeah. Yeah. How long ago was that? Uh, that was in 2012. Okay. Yeah. So, worst show, where does it fall in there? Oh my gosh. Okay. There were a lot of bad shows. Okay. And there, and I thought of a lot of stories to tell that were that would kind of make our host seem like bad or the sound person seem like a jerk or something like that, but. I've settled on the one that there's nobody at fault. It's just okay. what happened. So now is I that just because you don't want to talk like? Talk, no, I actually do think that this. No, it's not just that. Okay. But I think that it just is like it's a win-win because okay. this one is like it's probably my top worst show. Okay. All right. I want to hear it. Okay. I don't know why we booked a show on um or why anybody would book a show on election night like presidential (laughs) election night um especially when it was obama in 2008 okay so it was obama's first election yeah and we were in tallahassee florida okay obama country obama country (laughs) 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 and we played this we played at a rock club that was just like your standard rock club um there were like too many bands on the bill you know like four bands or something and we were the quote-unquote headliners yeah which sucks sometimes to be the headliner because nobody's there anymore right and all of the bands who opened for us were like local bands like all dudes super loud rock bands that we i didn't enjoy the show right um and it was all about like lots of lights and a fog machine and like really weird and then by the time we played they were like getting close to announcing the election results or maybe they no i'm remembering that a little wrong they have announced that obama had won the election right before we played okay so we're like sitting we all had flip phones at the time right and none of the tvs in the bar were playing any of the election coverage it was just like we were in this bubble like nobody was even talking about it like isn't it crazy that we're missing the election right now like no nothing yeah it's like it wasn't happening so we're all sitting there i remember sitting there on my flip phone like hunched over and getting all these text messages from like my family and my friends so you are you are getting like like but it was bad reception so some of them weren't coming so it was like really tedious to be like thumb texting you know with on the keypad and everything and like no picture texts or anything like that you know so I was getting all these texts that were like, oh my fucking God, like, are you seeing this? This is crazy. Everybody's out in the streets. We're all like crying and people are banging pots and pans and we're like, everybody's just like high on this experience. <laughs> Everybody around the world. Yeah. My sister's like, are you seeing what's going on in Africa? I'm like, no, I'm not seeing any of it. 
I'm and, in a shitty club. And I'm in a shitty club in Tallahassee, and there's literally four people here to see this show. And two of them are the promoter and his girlfriend. Wow. So yeah. we had to like set up our shit in an empty club. Right. And play our set <laughs> for the promoter and his girlfriend and the bartender and like some other dude. So and when you say four people, you mean not four, not four people that paid, just no, like people just that worked there. No, just literally four people yeah, in the room. Yeah, I feel you. And there were, it was just such a crazy light show on us. And it fog, was still, they were going still full on. It was still kind of going full blast. And I was just like, <laughs> this is so ridiculous and so infuriating yeah. that we have to do this right now. Right. While the world is like exploding with joy. Celebrating. To get and yeah. celebrating. We played the, the show. We tore down our stuff. And then I heard, they turned off the house music to close up. And I heard Obama's voice like echoing through some place okay. outside. And I just ran outside and started running yeah. toward the sound. And I found some people watching his acceptance speech on a big screen TV. Just outside? Just like, like somewhere on a back patio outside someone's oh, house. Oh, okay. I was like, can I please come in? I was like <laughs> on the other side of the fence. Yeah. They're like, yes, come in. And they like served me a drink and like, <laughs> That's awesome. I was just okay. like, okay, cool. I'm getting something, you right, know, right. some taste of this. But we are playing in some warehouse district or something. So there was okay. just like nothing happening. You couldn't hear anybody right. else. Like there were no celebration sounds of any kind. It was just destiny. Yeah. And so the next term, when he got reelected, I was like, this is my chance to like, go <laughs> right. go crazy in the streets. But like, it was just so business as usual by that point. That was like, yeah, was he's like, the incumbent. Like, yeah. The incumbent I just like, wins. And... I like went downtown hoping in Olympia to like, right. and there was just nothing going like, on. Like the first time, one of the times was against <laughs> McCain. Oh, I think McCain was probably first. That was the first yeah. time. Because that yeah. was Sarah Palin. Yeah. That was like... Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. Please not hurt. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. That was like the thing where we're like, it's just too crazy. There's no way that they're going to win. And then they did not win. Yeah. And that made sense. Remember when that happened? Remember when that happened? <laughs> the world that? made sense. Yeah. In some way. I wonder <laughs> if Tallahassee, if you had been more central, I don't know Tallahassee well enough to I mean, know if it would have been hip, like... You know? Yeah, I, I guess I just don't know. I've only yeah. played there a couple times. Yeah. I don't have a real good read on it. I'm trying to remember the place that I played. This last time, it was like, the place was really cool, but it was kind of like just off some strip halls and stuff, and I, I didn't have a sense of the town at all. Right. Um, but like this last election, I was in the middle of rural Louisiana when Trump won. I was Whoa. terrified to go outside. Yeah. I was like, I'm yeah, not going to be the like... Ooh. Person with an afro, like no. walking walking down the street <laughs> in this fucking neighborhood. There's no way. And I was like, I was house sitting, and I was like actually afraid to leave the house. There was yeah, Trump signs right. everywhere. Oh my god! And it was clear, like you all this. I mean, do you know Sean King? Familiar with him at yeah, all? Yeah. Like I follow him on Facebook, and it's just yeah. he's just reporting all the like hate crimes that oh are happening, gosh. like as all of the election. You. Immediately, it's just yeah. like immediate spike in hate crimes. Oh like my fuck. God. I'm gonna just hide in here with the cats and dogs that I'm looking after for a couple days in Mandeville, Louisiana, and pretend I'm not home if anybody comes by, you know? But yeah, I mean, I can only, I'm trying to remember, oh, that's what's weird. I was in France when Obama got elected. Like, also didn't fully prepare for how big of a deal it would be, and then was like so nervous. And then I stayed up all night. 
because like the you know the, the election results didn't come in until morning oh, right. in France, and I was like staying at this friend's house, and she had gone to bed, and I'm just in her living room, just like watching Democracy Now, going like, please, 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 yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Wow, I don't tell this story about that show very often because like I did for a while yeah. after it happened but what would happen when I told the story is that like I'm still bitter that I missed it yeah. and no matter who I'm telling the story to they're always like oh that was incredible <laughs> oh my gosh I remember and I'm like stop just <laughs> fuck stop you. fuck you stop. I don't want to hear your amazing story <laughs> to add to the, oh. all the other amazing stories that everybody oh. has like today I told it to my friend as yeah. I was preparing to come here and he was like oh yeah I was like don't say it <laughs> that's <laughs> funny I'm glad that my story is just that I was alone on right. a couch in France in at four in the morning <laughs> trying to contain my glee because I didn't want to wake up my host I guess I wasn't the only one who was yeah. just kind of like you know. I mean, I was I was watching it. It you just was watching. weird because I was in France right. and was like, and I didn't vote, and uh-huh. I was felt like an asshole for uh-huh. not voting. Uh-huh. I meant to vote, and then like realized like, oh, I booked a tour it's in France, yeah. and if I was gonna do the mail-in thing, I would yeah. had to prepare that better, and I didn't yeah. do that. I just was like, fuck, fuck. Yeah. If McCain gets elected, it's my fault. It's all my fault. It's all my fault. That was the first election I voted yeah. for the president but I got my ballot in like pretty late in the day or whatever and I have a feeling that maybe I missed the count I don't know if that's how it works exactly but wait maybe it was the second okay the second time time. wait what am I what am I thinking here because we've established you were definitely in Tallahassee yeah I forgot that like you vote like really close to the action like when they announce the results like 12 hours later so it must have been the second Okay. I was thinking for a second in the back of my mind, oh, I voted and then I went on tour and then but that's not how that happened. I don't know how they do it in Washington. Some places do uh, early voting. No, no, it was the I mean, second election. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but not the first one. I didn't I didn't do it because I was on tour. Now, when you were talking about the fog machine and the lights and everything, it just made me think about how that kind of stuff, I mean, if you go and you see, I don't know, I don't know if there's any bands that you'd like to see that would do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it can be kind of epic yeah, and cool, sure. but having no audience ruins it. I mean, yeah. there's some, and like Lake is not a band that's like all about the spectacle anyway. No, like, it felt ridiculous. Yeah, but I mean, I, I was thinking of bands that I've seen where if this was in the right context, and like there was a big audience and everything, it would be cool. Uh-huh. But bands that are kind of spectacle oriented, when there's no one there, it's so sad. It is so sad. It's just pathetic, and and you feel sorry for them. And you're like, they have oh. to like do the full show, like like all, what's full that band? Energy. Monotonics. Hmm. You ever see this band? No. Nope. They're not like a huge band, but their their whole shtick is they trash the place. Mm-hmm. They go just ape shit, and the singer especially is throwing things and spitting beer on people. And yeah. like, I mean, I saw him once dump a whole 55 gallon trash can of beer bottles on the drummer Whoa. while the drummer was playing. And it's all about balls to the wall, black and roll yeah, kind of yeah. shit. But I played a show with them. We were in Cologne, Germany. There were like maybe eight people there. Uh-huh. And it was so sad. Oh, God. It was like, your whole thing <laughs> so depends on everyone paying attention. Yeah. And if no one was, it would just, it just right. be sad. I that felt bad been. for them. Especially the drummer. 
actually, because he got the fucking bottles poured on him. Yeah. And it felt a little bit like somebody in an abusive relationship. Yeah, or like, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's kind of like you're better than this. Like, you bit, don't like... have to put up with this kind of abuse, you know? <laughs> yeah. You're good enough. You can you find can, someone there who will... You can will... jump for another yeah. band. Yeah. And not get hurt. And he was a sweetheart. And I remember being like, you're so nice. Why yeah. do you put up with a guy, like, beating you up on stage? <laughs> and for nobody, like, for yeah, no... Yeah, for nobody. Just... just oh. For the sake of it, I don't know. Yeah, that is pretty bad. I think in our case, it like added to the irony of the situation, right. you know, <laughs> just to have. And like, it wasn't like they had it dialed in um, for any of the bands to like be dynamic or anything. It was just like full fog, just, full just crazy lights, going crazy. everything going. But it's not. It wasn't like it was this beautiful epic club. I mean, the stage was like a foot tall. Right. You know. Which yeah. It's kind of like medium-sized place. Okay. <laughs> with like a checkered, you know, floor where you stand. Probably is the dance floor other times. Right. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean, you said that there's, you know, there's lots of bad shows. I think anytime yeah. you tour enough, you're gonna have good and bad shows. Yeah. Are there tours that stand out as like that was the worst tour oh, ever? Or oh, the just, worst tour ever. Or just like. I mean, a lot of times your tours is like a mix, and it's like there yeah. were great shows, there were bad shows, yeah. there were medium shows. Yeah, we did have one um, European tour. It was our second European tour, and the first one we booked ourselves, or Eli booked it. Yeah. And um, then, and that was cool. That was really great. I hadn't been to Europe before. Yeah. And then the second time we did it, I think we got pressured into. I don't remember exactly what happened. I'm not part of the booking side of things. Yeah, yeah. But. I think we ended up going to a tour manager, a European tour manager, right. and like they insisted that we use this um, company, like a driver service. Oh, okay. Was it? Do you know? Was it based out of like in Czech Republic? Czech Republic. I was figured. Yeah. yeah. And we did not jive with our driver. Okay. Um, we had two drivers, one for the first half, another for the second half. Okay. Both Czech punks. Right. Um, and I wish I could say, I mean, they were nice, but they were bad drivers or something like that. But they weren't nice. They either. weren't nice. They were both bad drivers and they weren't nice. <laughs> and they hate, both hated our music. Okay. And were like, just very like brash and mean. Um, they very vocal about hating your music? No, no, not really. They just were aggressive in other ways like really short with us or like really like slamming shit around and just being okay. like irritable the whole time making yeah. things hard for us having a general bad attitude right and running red lights running red lights like just going <laughs> straight through the full speed okay um and that put a really dark shadow across that tour. tour I yeah shouted at one of our drivers maybe twice because he told me I didn't know anything about cars because I'm a woman he straight up said that he did yeah and wow. I was like fuck you I know more about cars than you do and then we had this whole argument and we were waiting for a ferry so we're just sitting there in the ferry line and I'm just yelling at him and like Lake is not <laughs> <laughs> you're not an angry band we're angry band we're nice people we're nice I, people I mean... but he tested all of us right like, I won't say who, but one of us threw something <laughs> at in, him, at, like at his seat, really hard, like a glass object. Okay. It didn't break, but it was like that. We were all just so, like, like angry with him. Like it yeah. just we couldn't reason with him. We couldn't right. do anything with these feelings, and now we were all the, tired. And you have a 
is, the, is he also the tour manager? Or you have a separate no, tour manager. No, so we had a separate tour too. manager who wasn't even. I guess it was more of a no a booking agent. Sorry, I got my okay. terms mixed up. Okay. So there was no tour manager. Okay, sorry. Okay, the gotcha. driver helped us with the grunt work. But um, you had a you had a booking, had a booking agent, agent that had set we, that up. Yeah, yeah, and then that ended up not being a great situation financially. We didn't really get what we were supposed to get. He right. promised us things that we didn't end up getting. Get. But on that tour, we played some of the like finest shows, like crazy, like you said, like yeah. being like playing to no one, but it's really a big deal. Like we yeah. did that in Spain. Okay. Um, I wish I could remember. It, I think it was in Zaragoza. Mm, yeah. Um, we is that the town, the city that's really modern? I don't know, but we. Um, I don't think so. I mean, one, I've only been to Zaragoza once. Or I can't remember now, but it's okay. like a real modern city with crazy buildings and a river. I remember that. We stayed in a five-star hotel right. that they put us up at. We played in this beautiful theater right. to no one. Okay. Not no one. Maybe a dozen people <laughs> okay. sitting in the front seats. Yeah. Like, and it was so embarrassing. I just remember like playing and feeling like so weird about it. And then going and staying in this five-star hotel. Right. And like, I mean, it was cool. Yeah. But did but, you like, you felt bad, like somebody's losing a lot of money? Yeah, I, was, yeah, I, I did feel that way. Yeah. I was like, how are they doing this? I, I don't know. Maybe they had a lot of funding and just it didn't matter. Yeah. Whether or not it. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say that is the upshot. There's a lot of lot of. And they it's, wouldn't have it's, put us in a five star hotel if they couldn't yeah. afford. They you could hope have so. done something right. else. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, getting to travel to Europe twice, even on the tour with the bad drivers, was like so valuable yeah. to me. Um, I really loved it. It's amazing though. Somebody like that doesn't probably realize how much they can ruin. An experience. I mean, yeah. he obviously doesn't well, care end, if he's just like some he, sexist shithead. Yeah, he was a sexist shithead for sure. But at the end, on our last, I think it was our last day, we were all in the hotel, um, like restaurant, eating our last meal uh, yeah. there and everything. And he came in, our second driver came in, um, and he was like, hey, I think we had complained about him actually to the company that he worked Now, was for. it the second driver or the first driver the who like, told you you didn't know about the cars. The second driver. And yeah, the same the one guy. that somebody threw something at. Yeah, it was that guy. That guy, that, that okay. guy was the, the one who really rubbed us the wrong way. Yeah. Um, so we're all sitting there eating and he walks in kind of with his hat. I feel like he had his hat in his hands and was kind of winging it. Okay. His hands and looking bashful. I don't know if I'm yeah. making that up, but he did seem like bashful a little bit and, and he stood at the head of the table and, and apologized for wrecking our tour. With oh. his bad attitude and, and everything, and um, we were all like, "Thank you." And then later, I looked on his Facebook, and he had taken this beautiful photograph of us in, when we were all walking in a park together one day. Okay. He was behind all of us. Yeah. And it was kind of misty and beautiful. He just took this kind of soft focus, like shot. Yeah. And it was so tender and and just beautiful. And I, it, he posted it on his Facebook, and I was like. What? He doesn't Who hate is us. This guy? Like, <laughs> okay. what is going on? But I did get my redemption on that tour with him because I we saw a bubble in the tire of the van. Oh, okay. The sprinter that we that yeah, he was yeah. driving. And Eli saw it and he was like, hey, we've really gotta um, 
take care of this because it could burst at a high speed. Yeah. But the driver didn't want to fix it, he just wanted to keep pressing on. And we had to insist that we change the tire, you know? Yeah. So we're on the side of the road and he's trying to change the tire and the jack is at the place where he's supposed to put it with the triangle and everything, but it won't, at the highest setting, it won't like lift the tire off the ground. Yeah. And I was like, okay, here's what we need to do. I like got under there, I looked around, I was like, there's another point on the engine um, where we can jack it up and okay. it'll, it'll work. So it was in the front? Um, it was the back, I think it was the back. Okay. Or I don't remember now. Okay, I but, you definitely know more about cars than me, <laughs> but I have a Sprinter and oh, I've had trouble getting it high up. Jack, yeah, I yeah. I bought a hydraulic jack. Okay. So that I could yeah. get because I yeah. It's I just painless. found another part of the engine that was structurally like yeah. You know, not a component that could break, but actually yeah. part of the frame. Yeah. That was like lower down to the ground. Yeah. And I just was like, I think we should jack it up there. And so he was like really resistant, and like, I, I finally was like, you're a woman. Yeah, you're a you're woman, so it wasn't cute. And um, I finally just put my foot down. I was like, give me that thing, and I like took the equipment. <laughs> okay. and I got down there, and I fucking did it. I jacked it up. Yeah. I think I did the whole job. Okay. I just stood there. <laughs> you just and you changed the tire. You put I like changed, you I got did all, spare. Yeah, I did it, yeah. yeah, I put it on there. I've yeah. changed a million tires. Okay. I'm from the I have Midwest. not. Okay. <laughs> I'll be honest. I have, know, I have yeah. not. Growing up in Michigan, if you didn't know how to change your tire, you were a fucking fool. Yeah. You know, basically. Um, so. I mean, yeah. I am a fool. <laughs> but also, it's interesting to me, I feel like a lot of the women in my life, I noticed this dynamic where there are things that I'm totally ignorant about and have no expectation that anyone else would be smart about. But women who have been where it's like assumed that you don't know it about it are like, fuck you, I'm gonna know about that thing. So you uh -huh. can't like tell me I'm a fucking girl who doesn't yeah, know yeah, anything. Yeah, 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 uh -huh. And um, the woman I was telling about earlier that I was seeing who like got me that job in California, um, that was a funny one because she was way handier than me, just uh -huh. in general, like yeah. on anything. Mm -hmm. There was no question. It wasn't even a thing that we could like debate. It was like clearly <laughs> right, like right. you grew up on a farm. Yeah. You just know how to fix things. Yeah. I I grew up like in high school. I decided I was like an artsy poetry boy uh -huh. and had no interest in cars right. or home improvement or anything like that. And it wasn't until yeah. later that I was like, man, I wish I had fucking paid attention uh -huh. to that kind of stuff yeah. and learned because I live out of a vehicle now and be handy. Yeah. But there was one time in particular where we were doing something. I think on her truck, and I, because I have to say this out loud every time said, let's see, lefty Lucy, righty tighty, and she thought I was talking to her, like, telling her, like, she doesn't know, oh. she's like, I know which way to turn a fucking screwdriver, I was like, I, I know you do, I don't, like, like that was not disrespect, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, every time, like, with my van, I, you know, I run on vegetable oil, and I have to change the fuel filters way more often than you would on most vehicles, right? Yeah. Every time, I'm like, I've got the, the filter wrench on there, I'm underneath the van, and I'm turning, and I'm like, okay, clockwise, that's left, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because I've been down there turning it the wrong way, oh my God. and just tightening yeah. it, and then it doesn't work, obviously, yeah. and then, yeah. So it's just funny. I just, I feel like that's one of those weird, it's like the kind of male privilege that you don't even think about as male privilege, yeah. that like, 
I get to be ignorant about stuff that guys usually know about, right. and I'm just like but if you a and not she, a not a macho dude. That's, right. You if know. you and she walked into a situation where maybe somebody had a flat tire, they'd probably listen to you, even if she yeah. knew more. She I've would been in that unquestionably situation. know she more. She would know more, but you, your words. And they would might be look like, at me, and I. But I mean, in that situation, I'd be like, whatever she says, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna just go ahead and yeah. trust. I just feel like uh, I've been in so many situations, yeah. like where I clearly know better, and I'm saying things, and yeah. literally no one hears what I'm saying. Like right. it's just going into the room, right? And then some guy, they'll all work together and finally get to the point right. where I've been the whole time. I mean, this is classic, right? It's this classic. is like this it's is the so, classic, like it's just the classic dudes not thing. fucking listening, yeah. and then yeah, and they're all kind of don't worry about it yeah. to me, and I'm like, but I know what I'm talking about, right? Um, and then no amount of me being like, that's what I've been saying this whole fucking time is gonna like make a difference, right? It's so crazy, which I get and I totally hear. I do think that sometimes. The guy being like, that's what she fucking said an hour ago uh-huh. for whatever sexist shitty reason. Right. Like, Men guys hear that and they're yeah. like, and so, like, I end up being that guy. Right. right. <laughs> like, it sucks yeah, that we have she to do. said that that's already, what she already and you said. guys didn't listen it to sucks her. That you didn't listen to You're her. You're asking me, I, I don't to. fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking dudes. But I have a story. I That was on my list of, okay. for stories tonight was one um, where we were playing in Spain. Again, in Spain. Yeah. Uh, and the sound guy didn't like the sound of my drums. And granted, okay. they were not in tune. Um, okay. I did my best to keep right. them sounding pretty good, but they were doing that thing when you're sound checking where the one of the toms is like, boo, boo. Okay. You know what I mean? Like some kind of weird ghost sounded okay. like or whatever gotcha, and yeah. I recognized that that was annoying or whatever but he was trying to I mean he had every single drum mic was dialing every single one in which isn't my favorite kind of setup anyway right, right. it's just too much and I'd rather have an overhead and then like one on the hi-hat or, some, or on the kick I could see where like for your guys' sound mm. that's not not really it the thing need to, to do be, yeah it's not really yeah. the thing to do for, for so certain kinds of bands know, that might he was miking me like we were a rock band you know? right right and it was a big venue. And he didn't like how my drums sounded, so he just came up. I don't recall him asking me. He just sat down at my drum set and took out his drum key and just started, just started tuning, tuning my the drums. drums. Just and he like... tuned them all up super high. Oh, shit. So they're like pingy and like high, which is not a sound I no. ever use. Right, right. And then he's sitting there and he's testing them and he's playing them really hard. You know what I mean? Like whacking them really hard, playing these yeah. rock beats, you know? Now it's sometimes sound guys or like roadies will like, it's like, this is my time to shine and like do their like guitar yes. solo. Yes. Okay. He was definitely doing that. But for, for just for you guys, I guess. There wasn't, I guess. There weren't people there yet. There weren't really people there. Right. But I to show, to let you know, he fucking rocks. He just wanted to show me he could really rock and he could tune and then he wanted to tune it so that it sounded the way he thought it should sound. Okay. And I was just standing there with my arms crossed staring at him the yeah. whole time and I wish I would have said That's always the thing, right? You, you wish know? I mean that's so classic though where of course like yeah if I had had this to think about beforehand maybe it'd have like a really snappy yeah. fucking Yeah. Instead I just couldn't believe it and I was so incredulous angry. And you're like, incredulous. Yeah. And I and at the same time I was kind of like well he does have a point they do sound bad so like maybe he could help but then instead of help it didn't really feel like help after a while. He wasn't thoughtfully being like I'll just kind of like take out the ring maybe I can take out the ring by just like 
tweaking this drum a little bit right. or something. It's just like it's cranking all the lugs, you know, just right. super tight. And, um, and like not talking to me or looking at me. And that's the fundamental thing. You would never do that to a guy. No. I mean, I've been treated like shit by plenty of sound guys, but I've never had a sound guy like come up and like fuck with my gear. Yeah. No, just that's, without asking, just oh like start doing that. It's like, so fucked up. there's no way. If he had gone up and been like, so there's this sound. Let's see if we can uh, figure it out. Can I try something? Yeah. And you were like, if you were like, yeah, if you want to do I it. I mean, it might have been that that was kind of like, he was just like, hey, can I try or whatever. But then he just took it and ran. And I was kind of like, uh. Just took it I don't. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like he just thought, yeah, he wasn't like. Right. Yeah, he just did too much. Right. I just remember it really pissing me off. So then did you play him just like super high? <laughs> I just had to play him like that. I think yeah. I may have sat down now that I think about it and tuned one of them down, back down. And, okay. You know, <laughs> right. just like, like okay, that was... I want my floor tom to sound like a floor tom. Yeah, right, right. So, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton of sound guy stories. One time we had a sound woman in LA at the... Um, the um, Mason Lodge, Masonic Lodge. Okay, yeah. At the cemetery, Hollywood Cemetery. Anyway, she was so good. She was perfect. She said just very little, just said what she needed to say, did a good job dialing us in, and we had a great show. And I was like, why can't, why, why, can't? why can't it be like this? Like, why does it have to be like some shitty sound guy who's mean? One time we played this place, uh, they had a sound booth way up high, like second story, like a window that looks down on the stage, so you can't really see in there. Okay. And like partway through the show, I said something like, hey, can I get some more vocal blah, blah, blah in my, you know, or whatever. And I just, I'm pretty casual on stage. Um, I said something like, oh, if you're, if you're up there, can you, can you tweak that, you know? And he, after the show, came up to me and was like, don't you ever, like, sit. He was like, that's, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was really mad at me for accusing him of not manning the sound booth. He was like, okay. I'm a professional. And, and like, I was at I the couldn't see. board the whole time. Yeah, and like, that, you can't, you can't say that kind of thing on stage. It makes me look bad or whatever. It makes the venue look bad. And it's like, whoa. Wow. Calm down. Like, damn. It's so intense. It was so weird. Do you know that band, uh, Bonfire Madigan, if you ever hear them. The main, the woman, it's her project, Madigan Shive. Uh, she lives in Mexico now, but she's, I think she's originally from Olympia, maybe? I can't remember. But I know her from California. And anyway, she was on this tour when I was living in Nashville. She came out on tour, and I had set up the show. And I was kind of nervous about it a little bit, because they were like kind of a big deal to me. Like I hadn't met them and I was, she's she's this cellist who plays like punk rock, kind of like very political, very like kind of angry, uh, sort of like coming out of like Riot girl style stuff, but like on cello. And I was like, oh man, this is so awesome. I was super stoked. <laughs> the other local that I had booked, the ones who were supposed to sound check first weren't there yet. Yeah. And Nashville's weird. I'm, I don't know if you've been there, but like, there's yeah. so many places that take themselves really seriously, and I uh -huh. was kind of buying into it at the time. I had okay. only lived there for like a year or two, and was yeah. like, oh, it's like a important club in Nashville. Uh -huh. And 
so I was like really eager to please. I just yeah. was like, I'm stoked about this band. I'm stoked about this room. And just like, whatever I need to do. Uh-huh. And he goes, okay, so the band that was supposed to sound check first isn't here yet. Um, what do you want to do? And I was like, just man, whatever, whatever works for you. Like, I mean, if you want, I can sound check or, or they can. And he's like, did I ask you what I want? No, I asked you what you want. And I was like, I didn't even see it coming. I didn't even know what to say. But again, it's like, I didn't have some Like, why would you ever think someone would treat you like that? Yeah, I just like, he talked to me like I was a fucking child. And I, it It's so weird when that happens in life. Yeah, I just like, okay, Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and (laughs) sound check that. He's like, you see how easy that is? No, no, no. I was like, fuck. (laughs) Why are you such a dick? Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, there's a lot of that, I guess. Yeah. I'll be back to this place. I like it. Yeah. So you've only lived here. When did you move here? This episode of Worst Show Ever was made possible by the Patreon pledges of Dorana Fryman, Meg Roberts, Christina Poez, and Evan Quayberg. If you'd like to support this endeavor, please go to patreon.com slash worst show 